The Thriving Over Surviving podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of Thriving Over Surviving podcast. But adding some avocado to your to your plate is really going to keep you satisfied, keep you happy, and help to provide that long-lasting energy throughout the day. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Hi, Karen. Welcome back to Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So happy to be back. Thanks, Edie. We're continuing our chat with Karen about health and wellness. She, as everybody knows, is a registered nurse and nutritionist. And so she's got some tips for us. I've asked her if she wouldn't mind going through some of her favorite nourishing foods to manage MS. Yeah, I'm super passionate about this, so I love to share it. And yeah, so we'll just start off and I'll I'll let you know um, my favorite foods that have really helped me on my journey and all for different reasons, which is the bonus. So we've got blueberries on there. Choosing wild picked or organic blueberries would be ultimate, but real or regular blueberries are still gonna provide you with those phytonutrients. Do you Um, have access to the wild ones? Sometimes, right? But you can buy buy them frozen. Yeah, just at the grocery store. No, I I don't have a a place I can go and pick them. No, nothing like that. <laughs> Going through those uh, Rockies, picking That's right. Yeah, that's right. But but you're probably going to notice a theme um, in my foods here, and blueberries are so richly colored, and they're that's usually a pretty good sign that they're higher in phytonutrients, which are which are important. So so blueberries, they're something you know you can throw on your throw on your smoothie, throw on top of your coconut yogurt or even just as a snack on their own. So how many a day should I be really thinking about eating? Like a handful or do I need to eat a whole bushel? No, no, like maybe a half a cup, quarter cup uh, even. Yeah, just a few. Doable. Just a few. Add those in. My my second favorite is salmon. We're getting those wicked omega-3 fatty acids from salmon. Never mind an excellent source of protein. There's There are different qualities of salmon too, so we would always choose wild-caught salmon rather than the farm salmon. So that's a super important one. Yeah, lots of different ways to prepare salmon, and it's actually fairly simple. I always thought it was very difficult, and once I started cooking with it, it is fairly simple. But I've made the mistake too of buying the farmed, and it is a completely different cut. And you can tell if you hold them side by side. So yes, advocating for that wild mm-hmm. caught salmon is super important. Okay. Yeah, I got you, two you, out of two so far. So I'm ready for these eight challenge <laughs> on. And if it, yeah, if you would put wild caught and farm salmon side by side, you know, talking about the richly, brightly colored foods. So you're going to see that that farm salmon is a bright pink rather than the farm salmon is going to be sort of a paler. It's just going to look different. So also kale, kale, I know that that is something that people kind of turn their noses up at, but it is, 
gosh, it's just chock full of so many different minerals. It's high in fiber and you know those leafy greens are just really important for digestion as well. So looking at incorporating some kale. How do you, how do you do that? Okay. So I, I've bought the kale. I've cooked the kale in the oven and made the kale crispy things, which is a lot of work. Okay. Yeah. I, I've tried it raw. It's, I'm not the hugest fan. How, how do you enjoy it the most? So the way that I prepare it and believe it or not, my, my seven year old and my 10 year old like it this way the best as well. Okay. So just buy a head of raw kale and first you put a bit of oil on it. You know, obviously it's, it's ripped up into bite-sized pieces. Drizzle with some olive oil or some avocado oil. Put some kosher salt in it, just a, you know, just a, maybe a quarter teaspoon or so. And you do have to massage it, okay? So you're gonna break up some of those, those tougher leaves, break it down, make it easier to chew and, and swallow. Okay. So you're gonna squish it a little bit, maybe for a minute or so until it's softer. And then I just add some some fresh garlic that's minced and a bit of balsamic vinegar. That's it. That's it. And they that's love it. it. They love it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to try. And I'll post it when I try it. Okay. I'm going to take a second go. Everybody, if you're out there listening and you want to try it with me, <laughs> we'll, we'll try this little recipe. Because it sounds like it should be delicious. It is. So we're going to take a go. Okay, number four. Number four, so red cabbage or purple cabbage, I guess. So you'll notice again, I mean, green cabbage is still going to give you lots of different different minerals and benefits, but the red cabbage with that extra color in there, there's just, and it's interesting because food scientists have, have investigated these foods and broken it down and determined, you know, this food has got all these different things. But really, we probably don't understand all of the different compounds within these foods. But but yeah, we're we'd be vouching for red cabbage over green cabbage. So lots of fiber, lots of minerals, and it actually has some gut soothing properties as well. So I eat the green. Yeah, that's great. Quite a bit, but I have not even tried the red. So there's another one on my shopping list. I go. have my list going because I order my groceries. Okay, my second, <laughs> that's my four. All right, two to try. Number five. <laughs> okay, so this might, might be a bit of a tough sell. Uh, chicken livers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought so. It was for me as well. It took me, took me quite a while to to embark on that one that is part of the walls suggested too yes. right and yes, I, when i did the is. walls i did not go there so how do you prepare that so that the, your seven-year-old eats it <laughs> that's what i want to know oh you'd be surprised they actually inhale it so what i what i do is I've, i found a recipe online i'm not a recipe creator i like to use what's out there because there's some brilliant minds out there putting all these flavors together but I make a chicken liver pate, okay? So it's got bacon in there. It's got onions and mushrooms, some herbs. And you just saute these chicken livers in there and whiz it up. And yeah, we love it with raw veggies or some paleo crackers. And uh, the bonus is, is that you can, well, this is what I do. I've just put it in a small little jar, um, a mason jar, and pop them in the freezer in individual portions. Because, you know, just like anything, you don't want to be eating chicken liver pate every day for a week. Rather, you know, I take take a little jar out maybe once or every every week or every two weeks. And then we can enjoy a little bit then. But 
Chicken liver is chock full of protein, full of iron, which is super essential, as well as our B vitamins, which help with, you know, with our immune regulation, really. So I always thought pate was raw. You actually saute the Oh, yeah, the it's all liver? cooked. It's all cooked. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. that that could be something. I, I feel like I should try things, right? I'm not like somebody who's not, you know, afraid to try. So, okay, <laughs> I got it down, number five. <laughs> okay, I know that's a bit of a hard sell, but... And you yeah. know what? It's got bacon in it, Edie. So, like, bacon fixes everything, makes everything wonderful. Yeah, give it a yeah, call. yeah, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an update on that one, too. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> number six. Uh, so, number six is eggs. Now, uh, Dr. Walls does not endorse eggs, but that is really because... First, and I shouldn't speak for her, but what, how I understand it is that she is sensitive to eggs. So she's obviously built her protocol around what has worked for her. But for me, eggs, again, you know, you're looking for the quality eggs, the ones that are farm, farm raised, you know, pastured, organic, whatever. And they're a quick source of protein. They've got uh, tons of different nutrients in them, as well as they're a good source of healthy fats and healthy fats are primo you know that that is what we really want to incorporate into our diet so they're portable they're easy i likely have eggs you know f at least five days a week for breakfast or lunch i love some eggs i use vital farms and you know they're a little bit more on this expensive side so mm -hmm. i but tend to buy them more often when they're on sale yeah um but I am very particular about the cooking method because I like oh. them over easy. My uncle made one over medium the other day. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't. He's like, oh my goodness. My aunt was like, okay, I'll eat that one. So, but yeah, eggs are on my list. So that's an easy one for me. Yes, yes. Number seven. All right. So on that theme of healthy fats is avocados so good they're so good they're they have actually a decent amount of fiber in them and loaded with those healthy fats right those polyunsaturated fats so having a little bit of avocado with say your breakfast which some people might find weird still because as a western culture we're used to a sweet carb heavy breakfast which is eh, stay away from that right but adding some avocado to your to your plate is really going to keep you satisfied, keep you happy, and uh, help to provide that long-lasting energy throughout the day. So avocados are optimal. Mm -hmm. Another check mark for me on the avocado. Yay! And last Yay! but not least, number eight. Okay, so this is an, an interesting one that I certainly never dabbled into until over the you know maybe three or four years ago. Plantains. So plantains definitely were foreign to me. I saw them described once as bananas on steroids, if you're looking at the <laughs> grocery store. But they they helped to fill the void for me when I cut out gluten and grains. Okay, so they're uh, a starchy, starchy fruit or vegetable, actually. I'm not entirely sure. They're not... Well, they do sweeten up when they, when they ripen and turn yellow. But I tend to eat them when they're green, okay, so they fly, fry them up in some coconut oil, sprinkle them with some salt, and they're kind of like chips or like potatoes or that sort of thing. So something that 
that I've experimented with over the last little bit. And like I say, they, you know, they've got some nutrients too, but they, for me, they more help to fill that, that void that I was feeling from day to day. That is an awesome one that I'm <laughs> most excited to try. I, I definitely have had plantains, but probably not prepared the way that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like you know, lots of sugar and honey and all oh. that jazz. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. don't need to do that, but I do like them. And so trying them that way sounds like a great tip. I'll let everybody know okay. how those are going <laughs> yeah. um, with my kale and my red cabbage, my chicken liver, and plantains. Those Atta are my girl. Ones. All right. Thanks, Atta Karen, girl. for joining us today. This has been really informative. I appreciate you. Yeah, you betcha. Love to share it. Thanks, Edie. Tell us how we can find you real quick. Connect the dots to wellness.com. I'm also under the handle connect the dots to wellness uh, on Instagram. And I actually put together a little roadmap uh, regarding these eight foods. So just link up with me and I'd be happy to share that with you. Wonderful. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. You betcha. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the thriving over surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. Keep thriving. Keep thriving.